righty then. Hey, a little old school intro means that we've got another player interview coming up. This time, it's uh, we've handed off the reins here to Anita Suchia, who was kind enough to sit down and talk with uh, brothers Wyatt Light and Ethan Light from the University of Utah Hockey. So enough of me jibber-jabbering. Let's get right to the Light Brothers. Here we go. Welcome to the WCHL podcast, everyone. I'm Anita Tsuchia. I'm a semi-regular guest of the podcast. And today we're going to have a chat about all things hockey, maybe some other stuff too. And I have with me today two members of the Utah Utes men's D1 hockey team, Wyatt Light and Ethan Light. They play on the same line, which Utah hockey broadcaster Patrick McCann has nicknamed Light Squared. And if their names sound familiar, they have the same last name. It's because they're brothers. And Wyatt is currently ranked sixth on the team. He's got a goal, six assists for seven points in 12 games played. He's also the Utah Utes alternate captain. Ethan is ranked first on the team with 13 games played. I'm sorry, 13 goals, two assists for 15 points, also in 12 games played. And this dynamic duo has had a big role in helping Utah hockey land in the number 10 spot in the ACHA's latest computer ranking. They opened at eight, dropped a little bit, but I have a feeling after this last weekend uh, against Missouri State, that might go back up. So, yeah. So, uh, Wyatt and Ethan, thanks again for joining me, and I appreciate you letting me interrupt your study time to chat. And uh, as I said, you just came back from playing Missouri State, so congratulations on the sweep. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Uh, game got a little rough, especially that second one, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've heard, though, Missouri State, they kind of get like that. When they they're, mm. they start losing, then they start getting kind of kind of rough, kind of chippy. Yeah, it definitely seemed like their style. They definitely uh, wanted to get under under our skin. Yep, yeah. yep. But you guys, I mean, you guys, you know, there was a little bit of back and forth, but you guys still came away with the win. So, uh, oh, yeah. so yeah, so Wyatt, Utah. what? Hashtag beat Utah. <laughs> yeah, right. That'll teach him. Um, so Wyatt, you have been on the Utah hockey program longer. You started first, correct? Yes, that's correct. I was a freshman uh, in 2018. Okay. And how did you end up in Utah of all places? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, back in the day when I was looking as to where to go to school. Um, I had a friend who was on the team here um, and he had been trying to get me to join him here at Utah for, I think it was two years. So he had been trying to convince me. Um, and when I was looking into what I wanted to major in and kind of where I wanted to end up, um, it also turns out that the University of Utah has a very strong computer science program. Um, and that's what I wanted to major in. and so kind of those two factors um, kind of made Utah a perfect fit in the end. Um, and, you know, I don't think I've, I've looked back since I've made the decision. Uh, I've had a great time. So you said computer science, right? What are you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with that? You think when you graduate? Yeah, of course. So um, I love answering this question because sort of um, I came to college being completely completely ignorant of computer science. Um, <laughs> I just kind of thought that I wanted to make video games because, you know, I was a kid and didn't know anything else. Um, and so since I've been studying, um, I've been kind of enlightened to everything that computer science applies to. 
Um, and really it applies to everything uh, that you can think of. I mean, you can kind of carve a use case for computer science um, out of any job. Um, so, I mean, I would still love to end up in video games. That would be awesome. Um, working in aerospace, that'd be fantastic. I just had an interview with a company in San Diego last week um, in the aerospace industry. Um, so, you know, uh, anything really where I can develop software um, that I find rewarding and interesting um, is where I want to end up. Yeah. So, Ethan, you know, did you did you and Wyatt get to play together as, you know, in your high school days? Uh, no. So we're four years apart. So we were ah. like considerably separated um, in age groups, always growing up. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> we played like pick up, but we, we never um, play together in any sort of organized game. So um, were you planning on maybe coming to Utah so you could play on the same team as Wyatt? Um, I mean, originally, like, so I finished playing juniors. And I was like a little considering like a little bit coming back to juniors, but my main plan was really to, um, to go to college. And um, originally I was thinking that I was going to go to community college just back home in California and then transfer to UCLA um, just because UCLA is like a great school, um, like really good bio program, which is what I do. Um, but then I realized I like, I came out to Utah for tryouts and then I realized like, Oh, like I don't really want to stop playing hockey right away. Like if I have the opportunity to like, I might as well just keep playing. Um, and then obviously why it's on the team. So that was, um, you know, a big reason why I came. And, and I, if I recall, I think why you did a little bit of selling of Utah yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, when we were weighing his options, um, really the biggest thing that's, that I kept telling him was um, I I would want him to have the same experiences that that I had in college, um, and I told him that you know he wouldn't get that if he went to community college, still living at home with mom and dad, um, and sort of not getting that that university experience. So so to me it wasn't it wasn't entirely about hockey. It was more so um, kind of a life decision because um, you know especially my freshman year, my first two years at Utah were the best two years of my life. Right. Um, so, you know, I wanted to have, or, or I, I wanted Ethan to have those same opportunities that I had. Well, and, and he had a, he had a support network already built in, right. Cause you were there already. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. So he didn't have to come in and find any new friends, right. He had everybody uh, set to go with the hockey team. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so, how cool is that though? You not only get to play on the same team, but, but you guys are on the same line together and, and you play together very well. How fun is that? Yeah, it's great. I mean, um, like Ethan was saying, it's, it's not something that, uh, that I ever thought would happen being four years apart. Um, and you know, ever since he's come there, you know, uh, I've loved it. I mean, sharing, sharing, not just those, those hockey memories with him, but, but the college memories that I was just talking about. Um, I mean, it's, it's been fantastic and it's not something that's, that very many people get a chance to do. Right. Right. I mean, you kept talking about the memories. I thought, yeah, you guys have some good ones now. Uh, oh, yeah. go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. I, I was just agreeing. I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. You know, and speaking of, speaking of memories, one of the things that I remembered is that 
you know, I joined the program last season was my first season and Ethan showed up on the scene, but he didn't really do much. You know, this year he's like scoring goals like gangbusters, but he didn't do very much. And that's because you missed a big chunk of the season last year, Ethan. And why, why was that that you missed last year? So much of last yeah, season. Um, so uh, if you want to go into the full story, I guess we can do sure. that. Sure. So it was like a Friday night game. We drove down to Tempe. Uh, we're playing ASU. I think it's like it's like November fifth, maybe. Um, but yeah, I, like I came out for warmups. Had a really good warm up. I was like, oh yeah, like I'm having a good game night. And then first shift, like I just take a hit in a weird spot, and like immediately I knew that something wasn't right. I thought like maybe the wind got knocked out of me, but I went back to the bench and the pain just like didn't go away. So I like got off the bench and laid on the ground. Like right on the floor. Yeah. Like I literally just got off the bench and laid on the floor. Um, And everyone on the bench is like, what's wrong? Like, what are you doing? But um, yeah, I went to urgent care, like took off like the top half of my gear, went to urgent care. Um, You know, and they like pushed on my stomach a little bit. Um, but they didn't have any imaging equipment. So they were like, yeah, you should probably go to the hospital. So I went back and finished watching the game. Um, two periods, two more periods. Yeah, I watched two more periods of the game. Pain started getting a little bit worse, like a lot, like a little bit of pressure in my stomach building up. Um, yeah, game finishes. Um, bus drops me off at the ER with Wyatt and Annie, our trainer, who's awesome. Um, right, Annie Funk. Yeah, and uh, she is amazing. In, yeah, we wait in the ER for like three hours, maybe. Ugh. Um, and we get a room. Nurse tries to do my IV, messes up my IV three times. <laughs> I remember before the last one, he's like, he's like, if you want someone else to do it, like, just let me know. I'm like, dude, just just do it. Like, I don't even care anymore. Just do it. But um. Yeah, I, I get my CT scan like two hours after getting this room. It's probably about 5 a.m. at this point. Um, another Still not two feeling hours too good, that. right? Oh, yeah. No, it was awful. It was awful. Two hours after that, I get the the results when the doctor comes in. He's like, yeah, it looks like you have a little bleeding um, like near your spleen. You have a, I think it was like a grade three sp- spleen laceration. Um, and if you don't know, really know like about that injury, it's... I would, I mean, I would classify it as like pretty serious injury. Like the way the doctors were describing it to me, they were like, oh, if you get hit again, like you could bleed out and die. Like if you get in your car, like you're taking the risk. I'm like, okay, sounds like I can't really do much. But yeah. So yeah. So you, so even though you were able to like, like you didn't have surgery, so you were able to skate fairly soon afterwards, but you couldn't risk ever getting hit in that spot. Right. The rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah, So I didn't. I didn't skate for probably two months. I didn't really, I didn't like really do any physical activity for like a month and a half after. Wow. Um, Because Annie wouldn't let me. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I like. That must have been so, an interesting conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, my mom too. My Obviously, like my mom's like, you can't do anything. But um, yeah, it was a. Uh, it was like right before winter break. So I went back for winter break and then worked out for like the, the week before I came back for second semester. And then I had, I think two weeks of practice before I started playing uh, games again. Um, so yeah, 
that was out of the experience. That that was yeah that was and you know I, from what I understand spleen injuries can be fairly serious but looks like you're back to good health and uh, making up for lost time. Yeah, so let's, I had to work out a lot during the summer. So yeah, work out a lot in the summer so that you know hopefully it, that won't protect yourself doesn't happen again. So mm-hmm. I'm I want to take a little trip in the wayback machine because. I look at your hometown and I don't think of your hometown as being a particular hockey mecca. Where, where, what's your hometown, you two? Yeah, we're from Manhattan Beach, California. So that's a suburb of LA. Um, it's probably, you know, 15 minutes south of Santa Monica, if anybody knows where that is. So how did you end up finding or hockey or hockey finding you? Yeah, yeah, so... Um, my answer to that is always my parents took me to the rink one day, um, and I fell in love with it. So, um, you know, they were just having me try all, all sports, right? So I played bass or, or baseball, soccer, um, and hockey growing up. Um, and you know, I chose hockey. So really they just took me to the rink one day. Um, and I, I just went with it. How, how old were you? I was five when I started playing hockey. Okay, so so pretty young. Yeah. And they just kind of encourage you to be like a multi-sport athlete, which is which is good. I think it's good to, to have multiple sports when you're younger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. About, I mean, I... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just to say, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say that, you know, I played those three sports. They definitely encouraged us to be... Uh, to be athletic and get out of the house, right? They didn't want us playing video games all day like uh, <laughs> we kind of wanted to. Um, so we've definitely been uh, been around the athletic portion of life. So how about you, Ethan? Was it like kind of watching your brother play <laughs> that got you excited or something else? Um, well, I mean, I was just really, I was just put into it. Um, I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no regrets, obviously, but like I, uh, yeah, I have, it was definitely not my decision to go into hockey. Um, but I mean, at that point in my life, I was just, you know, trying new things. Like I'm, I'm five, however old I am. I'm playing all these sports, like trying to figure out like, what it is that I like. So yeah, I was just putting into it because uh, why I played it. So what's the youth hockey scene like down in Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so we both played for the Los Angeles junior Kings. Pretty competitive. Up. Oh yeah, definitely. So it's, it's just, especially when we were playing um, on our younger teams. I mean, we were playing on teams that would compete with all the teams across the country, right? So I've been on teams um, that have been within the top 10 rankings um, at, wow. at the youth level. So, you know, um, I played with some very good players, players that, uh, that are in the NHL, that play NCAA. Um, so it, it was very competitive when we were growing up, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've mentioned this before. It's like you can thank... Wayne Gretzky and Barry Melrose for that because prior to them there nobody even knew what hockey was in any of California much less Los Angeles Mm -hmm. yeah um so Ethan you said you were a bio major what what major is it specifically is it biology or is it a a branch of biology yeah so um I'm a biology major with an emphasis in neurobiology um Mm. but I mean I'm pre-med so it's not really like I want to study the brain in general, but um, I'm just trying to like do something that's that's um, related to the human body. So um, you'd like to go to medical school and become and get your MD? 
yeah, that, that's my plan as of now. So. But it sounds like you might be interested in being a research MD as opposed to a clinical MD. Yeah, I, I haven't put a ton of thought into like doing research, but I've definitely like thought about it a little bit. I, yeah, I, w- I would be interested in doing that, but I feel like, I don't know, the, the money's just too good as a doctor to, to ignore it. This is true. Until you have to pay your malpractice insurance. Yeah, gonna need to watch out for that one. <laughs> so, uh, I I remember that you both like to play video games. Who's yeah. who's who's video game? Who's the better video game player? <laughs> Whatever Ethan's about to say, I mean, don't don't listen to uh, don't listen to him, <laughs> but. Um, it, it really just depends on uh, on what video game we're playing. So there we um, go. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I've never claimed to be good at Rocket League, and he oh will say God. that uh, he will say that I have. Um, I think that I'm very good at Battlefield and FIFA. Those are probably my two main games. Um, I would beat Ethan in both of those, uh, and I'm okay. not very good at Rocket League once again. Okay, let's go through this. Number one, beating me in FIFA. You can't even brag about that because I don't play the game. But that's a wash. Battlefield. Battlefield. Maybe five points better than me. And then Rocket League. And then Rocket League. You cannot. This weekend, you literally were claiming that you were not bad. That's not the same as claiming that I'm good. All right, man. Are you guys in the same room? No, he was just like, his, 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 I'm like, like, I was going to say, am I going to have to send you to the, like opposite corners, neutral corners? Yeah, <laughs> like the lock on his door broke, so he like broke into my room. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, our, uh, our deadbolt on our hotel door, uh, I guess the battery died. So we were hanging out in Ethan's room for about 20 minutes while the, yeah. Oh, that's right. With the new the new card key locks, if the battery dies, you can't open the door. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would yeah, be bad. What happens if there's like an emergency? You have to get out of your room. <laughs> I guess we'd just hang on Ethan's room. Okay. <laughs> <What happened>? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can always go out. You just can't get in, right? Yeah. So. Yes. That's Safe true. for safety reasons, they they must be able to let you get out. It's kind of yeah. like nowadays yeah. with cars, right? If the battery dies, you can't. And, and the door locks don't work anymore. You can't, you have to break the window to get out. Because yeah. they're all electronics. They're all computerized now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So here's a question for either of you or both of you. Do you think that, like, I know, Wyatt, this is your last season, correct? This is the last year of eligibility and you're graduating, right? Yes, that's correct. Have you thought about how you might stay involved in hockey after you graduate? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess a little bit, not too seriously. Um, you know, I, I guess I have thought about um, helping out with the coaching staff. I'm not sure what extent that would be. But again, that wasn't really a serious thought. Um, so, you know, probably when I graduate, um, that's probably going to be the, the end of me with hockey, at least in the short term, I'll probably um, have to focus on whatever job I get. I'm sure it'll be um, pretty time-consuming considering uh, my major. So um, if if I get a job in Utah, um, I guess I would put more serious thought into uh, 
maybe coaching a little bit. Maybe coaching her. And 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 this is a question that's kind of going backwards, like putting on your, you know, senior hat on. You know, I mean, I've talked to players who have been with the program a long time, um, especially, you know, the head coach for the D2. I talked to him a lot, Nick Fornelius. And they talk yeah. about how special this Utah hockey program has been in their lives. What would you tell a kid who's coming into the program, who's new or maybe thinking about it? What would you tell them is so great about Utah hockey? Hmm. Um, yeah, first of all, I mean, I love Fournier. I played with them uh, for one year, so so he was my senior. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you're going to spoil my my senior talk a little bit for the end of the year, but um, uh, really, like, what I would say to somebody who's looking to come here or a freshman who, who is new here um, is really to just um, embrace every moment that you get with, with your teammates um, because, like, these guys are going to be friends for the rest of your life. Um, these guys are the, are the guys that you're going to make lifelong memories with. Um, and, you know, it, it really does go by in the blink of an eye so um you know to a large extent to me um it doesn't really matter where you choose to play hockey it kind of matters um who you choose to play it with um and uh, i know that utah hockey has has always had the culture of um finding guys who are going to be great people and great to hang out with um, and so, you know, my advice would just to be to, uh, to embrace every moment that you have. With right. Right. Cause you've been there through the transition as well, right? You've been with the program as they've gone. Were you with the program when they, when they went from D two to D one, or was it already D one by the time you were part of the program? Yeah. So we were already D one. I think, um, it might've been our second year in D one when I joined, um, so I have been around before our division two team, before our women's team. Right. Um, I've seen, yeah, so I've seen a lot of stuff change. I've seen a lot of stuff improve. Um, and, you know, especially our on-ice performances um, at the D1 level. I mean, like, uh, we have improved so much. Um, and, you know, I'm excited for, for any of the new kids coming in. I mean, they're going to be a part of um, not only a great team, at, at this level, but, but a great organization moving forward to the improvements that are happening. So what do you think, Ethan, you're the, you're the new guy. What, what is it about Utah hockey that either like is better than you hoped, worse than you hoped, surprised you? Mm, I don't necessarily know if anything surprised me. Um, I would say I'm definitely, um, you know, super grateful for my teammates. Um, like the group we have, everyone really gets along. We're all really close. Um, you know, we, we're always hanging out with each other. Um, you know, and that translates on the, onto the ice as well. You know, um, like we're, you know, AJ runs us very professionally. Um, you know, and we're, you know, we go out there to have fun, but like also like we're going out there to win as well. Um, which is something that's important to me also, um, as a very competitive person. So here's a question for both of you. What do you think your chances are to make it to nationals this year? We're not biased or anything, right? 
No. <laughs> um, I would say, I mean, you want me to give a number or you want me to like give like a word description of how they Do you think, you know, what do you think the chances are that Utah hockey will make it qualify for the national championships this year? I would say pretty high. And, and what do you think it is that's going to take to get there? Uh, what's it gonna what are you going to have to do? Yeah, what are you going to have to do as a team to make sure you get there? Um, well, something that's going to be pretty important is staying healthy. Like, we have a lot of injuries right now. Um, we have three guys that all played last year that are ineligible um, that we should be getting back second semester. But I think, um, I mean, in terms of actual on-ice play, I think we just need to stay disciplined, you know, stay out of the box. Um just like, I don't know, not like necessarily stick to our game plan, but just being tight in the defensive zone, like keeping our assignments. I think that'll that'll definitely help a lot. Yeah, especially because goal differentials do do help your points, right? Yeah. Goals against, goals for. Yeah, yeah, those go in the computer ranking, so. So let's ask, let's ask your older brother. What do you think, Wyatt? You're on mute. Oh, I'm sorry. That's pretty embarrassing. It's okay. I figured <laughs> you were talking, that. but I could see the little thing was muted. So go for it. Oh, yeah, I definitely was. I, I was not uh, ignoring you. Definitely. Um, so to shout out a, a, a podcast that I listen to, ESPN FC, the soccer podcast. Um, I'm a huge soccer fan, but anyways, um, one of the people on, on this podcast, he's always asked like percentage based questions. Like what is the percentage chance of this happening? Um, because he always gives percentages that don't add up to 100%. Um, but if I were to give a percentage chance of us making nationals this year, um, I would, I would put it at around 80 to 90%. Let's just average it, let's say 85, because, um, you know, the difference between this year and last year, um, not just in terms of the uh, the quality of the team. I think this team is even better than last year. And I was saying last year that uh, that was the best Utah hockey team I've ever been on. But um, this year we are starting within the top 10 instead of um, fighting to stay inside the top 20. So I think last year we debuted uh, at 15th. Um, and kind of stayed around 18 uh, the entire year. Whereas this year, as you mentioned, we started at eight, uh, survived by week. We dropped two places to 10th uh, after our bye week. And then we uh, swept the weekend this weekend. So, right. Um, and and I feel of, like, I feel like you have more depth this year than last year. Yeah, we definitely do. Um, like Ethan was saying, I mean, we have a few injuries and we have a few guys ineligible um, and we're still, putting together very good performances uh, and, and we're still picking up um, important wins. Um, to answer kind of um, what we need to focus on specifically to get, to get there, um, I would say managing the ups and downs. That's kind of something that, uh, that has been around since I've been at Utah Hockey with every team I've been on. Is kind of um, when we're up, we're too high. When we're down, we're too low. Um, and sort of managing those emotions, managing um, expectations might be the wrong word, but definitely emotions, managing your performances. Um, and I think this weekend at most state, 
that really impressed me, um, especially with the younger guys. Um, I mean, those were two really tough games with the team that's uh, really enjoyed getting up un underneath our skin. Um, and I think the team really managed um, managed those two games very well. And my understanding is that when that house, that house is, the crowd is, is loud and large and loud. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they and, were large. They weren't really that loud. Though, oh, honest. okay. But, but I, I got that impression too. And, and I almost wonder if that's kind of the thing that happens when you're a young program and you haven't been in nationals yet, right? It, it takes a little time for everyone to like calm down and, and take all the bumps in stride. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, you know, that, that is something that I think, <laughs> that young guys definitely struggle with more. It's, I mean, it's just that experience, right, of, of dealing with um, those roller coasters and those ups and downs, um, you know, and it's something that, that comes from the older guys, you know, that that leadership of not overreacting to, to either one of them um, is very important. Right, right. And I think, you know, again, it, it just takes some time. So yeah. the I'm really looking forward to this weekend, you're going to be hosting Arizona State this weekend. Speaking of facing teams and keeping keeping your emotions in check, they're going. To, it's going to be a pretty competitive game. Uh, on pa it's interesting because on paper they're pretty closely matched, but if you look mm -hmm. at the last six games, ASU has lost their last six, and you've gone five and one. So clearly, there's going to be some momentum in your favor. It'll be at home, and of course. ASU's ranked a few slots above you, so that's a little bit of extra motivation for you. So, so what do you think uh, is going to happen this weekend against ASU? Well, um, I'm not sure if 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 I should give a score prediction. I will say that uh, you don't have to give you can whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely think that it'll be an inspired an inspired performance from us. Um, as you said, there are a couple rankings ahead of us. Um, and they kind of beat us pretty good in, in that first weekend of the season when we went, um, to their rank and lost to them twice. So, um, that was your opening that edge to it. Yes. That was our opening weekend. Um, we beat GCU and then we went to ASU and lost twice. So, so there's that edge to it. Um, and then there's that ranking edge to it as well. Um, I think we'll be pretty fired up for that one. What do you think the key is going to be to beat them? Hmm. Um, I think probably, um, recognizing the opportunity that's at hand, um, and that opportunity is if we, if we beat them twice at home, um, I mean, that's two and two against this team, um, and they, they beat in the rankings at number two, um, and, you know, they'll probably be a top 15 team all year long. So if we have those two wins against them, um, I mean, that's, that's huge in the rankings, um, and our quest for nationals like we were talking about. Right. Right. What do you think, Ethan? Um, like the keys to winning, or the like, what do I think will happen? Either, both. Um, well, what do I think will happen? Um, I don't know. I'm definitely seeing some wins in the future for us. Um, but I think keys to winning. <laughs> Um, like, as I said before, I mean, really just staying tight in the D zone, like we definitely have enough talent to, um, 
like put the puck in the net. So I think really if we just just focus more really in the D zone, then um, I think we'll be a lot stronger. Because um, as I said, you know, like we have a lot of talent on our team and we don't really need to worry about scoring goals. We should probably worry about defending beforehand. In, in Arizona State, it's kind of interesting. They They don't score a lot of goals. They don't give up a lot of goals. So looking at the WCHL standings, right, they're uh, 29-4 and 27 against uh, in eight games played. And Utah, is, it's higher, but you've also played more games than them. But, you know, yeah. 29, that's not a lot of goals for. Even Granted, it's only eight games, but that's still not a lot of goals. <laughs> yeah, so I, know- I, I, I hadn't looked at that uh, statistic, but, um, you know, they definitely broke broke us down uh, when we went to play them uh, at their rink. So actually, um, I think ten of those goals came in the two games against us. Oof. So uh, yeah. So what? That's that's nineteen right. goals in uh, in six games. That's even so, less. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we have uh, improved a lot since then, in my opinion, especially um, in the D zone, like Ethan was talking about. So uh, so if that's the case. Maybe uh, I see a couple shutouts for our for our goalies. That would be that would be great. And and we have we have goalies now. We have a backup goalie. Well, we have two backup goalies. Yep. <laughs> so a nice that's a nice change from last year, where poor Landon was just kind of like Landon, don't get hurt, don't yeah. do anything, because because we have our poor D two guy. We just pulled up for this one game. Oh yeah. So well, uh, let's wrap this up. I want to thank you both uh, for coming on. Now, now here's the the toughest question of all. Right? You ready? This is a really tough one. Yep. All right. We're gonna talk pizza. What <laughs> what topping? Good. What topping should never belong on a pizza? <laughs> I'm gonna let why go for why it doesn't like pizza at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually. Um, obviously the answer is pineapple, uh, pineapple never belongs on pizza, but actually, um, in my opinion, probably nothing belongs on pizza because pizza isn't very good. So, uh, I just might be the only hockey player I've ever met who didn't (laughs) like pizza. Oh, really? Wow. Um, interesting. (laughs) I thought that was uh, like the go-to, right? You're on a road trip. You're dying. Let's just go get pizza. I mean, I I think the go-to is normally pasta. So you you'd go for pasta. How about you, Ethan? Um, well, I mean, I I'll eat pizza because I'm not weird, but um I personally like Hawaiian pizza. I think it's good. So our mom loves it. Our mom loves Hawaiian yeah, pizza. I would I feel like um people put like anchovies on pizza. I've heard of that, so I would probably say that definitely doesn't belong on pizza because that's disgusting. Oh, you know what? And uh, and ranch too. That's oh yeah. Gross. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we have agreement on that one. All right. Yeah. yeah. So on that note, let's end the podcast again. Thanks again. Uh, good luck this weekend. Of course, I'll be watching. I'll be talking as usual. And uh, I want to thank you again and and wish you the best of luck. And I I sure hope that. Uh, we get to nationals. That'd be a nice uh, senior day present for Wyatt, but you know, nice uh, sophomore present for Ethan. 
best yeah. of luck with everything and thanks again. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. This was a fantastic opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. We will talk soon. Not bad, not bad. How about that? The Light Brothers have a lot of competition going on there and uh they're looking forward to getting to uh, bringing their Ute team up to nationals. So it sounds like they're pretty confident. They're in a good spot sitting in the uh, top 10 right now. And I think, heck, if they just stay in the top 15, top 16 uh, throughout the season, they're going to be just fine. They're going to have plenty of opportunity because that east, no, the west side of the Western Collegiate Hockey League is just murderer's row with Arizona, Arizona State, Nevada, Las Vegas, Utah, Grand Canyon. All five teams are just going to beat up on one another. Holy smokes. Top uh, Each one of those teams is a top 20 team, or at least a top 25 team for sure. But wow. Hey, uh, listen, we appreciate you listening to the WCHL podcast. We appreciate Anita Suchia and the Light Brothers, Wyatt and Ethan, for putting up with uh, a lot of questions and for taking some time out of their busy day to uh, to tell us a little bit more about themselves and about their season so far. You can follow the Western CHL online. It's uh, at westernchl.com. You can also follow the Western CHL on Twitter at W, it's what is Western CHL, W E S T E R N C H L. The podcast itself is also on Twitter at WCHL Pod. You can follow uh, Anita on Twitter. She's at Sabaku Inc. And I'm on Twitter, but you don't want to watch me or listen to my jibber-jabber on Twitter. It's CJP and OKLA. We're going to come back with a uh, quick little podcast uh, episode in the next day or so. I think we're going to have Andrew back on, get some uh, you know, two non-hockey guys talking about a great weekend of hockey that we had recently here in the WCHL. So you get that to look forward to, and um, I'll apologize in person. But listen, we just want to say thank you. Thanks to everyone for listening to the podcast. Thanks for going to the rink. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. We'll see you at the games. Hey.